Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode contains distressing themes and descriptions of abuse. This podcast is intended for a mature audience. Listener caution is advised. Becoming a doctor takes years of dedication and ongoing training. Patients who are physically or mentally unwell rely on medical professionals trusting them implicitly to guide them back to health when they are at their most vulnerable. Nonetheless, there are instances when appearances can be deceiving, times when the family doctor isn't a doctor at all, using a medical title they are not qualified to claim, and ruthlessly risking the safety of unwitting patients for personal gain. Welcome to They Walk Among Us, a podcast dedicated to UK true crime. This is the 36th in a series of bonus episodes. Medical researcher Silke Lewitzel-Schwab met a man at a medical conference in December 2007. She was enamoured by him immediately. Conrad de Souza was slightly older than Silka. The Dulwich and Cambridge-educated GP said that he worked as a cardiac specialist in London. As the pair got to know each other, their friendship developed into a romantic relationship, but the joy wasn't to last. When Silka got pregnant in early 2009... D'Souza refused to accept responsibility for the child and denied he was the father. As it turns out, he was married. Zilka, whose Christian beliefs were sacred to her, was devastated that the man she trusted had abandoned not only her but also their baby girl. 
being a single parent to an infant is hard enough, but it's even more challenging when the other parent shuns their responsibilities. Silka needed financial support. She didn't think it was right that she was left to raise a child alone. Silka contacted what was then the Child Support Agency. D'Souza was required to submit a DNA test. Shockingly, the results came back negative, confirming what he claimed. The child was not biologically his. Silka knew this not to be the case, and off the back of the results she suspected that her former lover had somehow forged the documents. Trusting her intuition and determined to find out what happened, Silka pushed for further inquiries by the Child Maintenance and Enforcement Commission. An investigation got underway, and it uncovered more than the commission bargained for. Digging around in D'Souza's life, investigators discovered that he had not only faked the DNA test, but he had lied about his entire life, not just to the mother of his child. The sample submitted for DNA testing for the paternity test was not his own. It was his father's. He also asked a friend of his who was a doctor to conduct the analysis and forged a signature on the form. Fifty-three-year-old Conrad D'Souza had worked for the National Health Service since 2001, starting as a clinical advisor with NHS Lewisham Primary Care Group. He also held a position on a coronary heart disease and stroke clinical support panel. In 2005, D'Souza had a substantial salary after being promoted to the role of Assistant Clinical Director of South East London Managed Cardiac Network. However, a joint investigation by Lewisham PCG, NHS Protect and the Metropolitan Police uncovered that D'Souza hadn't even completed medical school. He certainly did not attend two of the most illustrious colleges in the country, despite his claims. Tanzania-born D'Souza had dropped out of University of London in 1980, just one year into his medical course. He later married and began working with a company that had links to doctors, but he was not one himself. Despite this, D'Souza managed to convince the NHS that he had the qualifications and experience needed to take on senior management roles for nine years, using the GMC number of a doctor with a similar surname. He also succeeded in convincing those in his personal life, including his neighbours. James Dobson lived close to D'Souza and his wife on Whitmore Road in Beckenham, London. James suffered a stroke at his home in 2008 and recalled D'Souza offering to help the paramedics. The 80-year-old said, I could hear him telling them he was a doctor. Thank God the offer was declined. In March 2011, Conrad D'Souza pleaded guilty to fraud by false representation in regards to the DNA test, and in October 2011 he pleaded guilty to two counts of gaining a pecuniary advantage by deception. 
At the hearing in Croydon Crown Court, Prosecutor Robert O'Sullivan QC said, For almost a decade, Mr D'Souza held himself out as a fully qualified and appropriately registered GP with a busy London practice. In truth, Mr D'Souza was not medically qualified, so obtained and kept his job as a result of fraud. D'Souza's barrister Sanjita Majel told the court that her client came from a successful family and he could not bear the shame of his academic failures. She added, he simply couldn't cope with the concept that he had not managed to become a doctor. On the paternity issue, he could not cope with the concept of his wife discovering he's had an affair. Sentencing D'Souza to 27 months in prison, Judge Simon Pratt told the defendant, You are an articulate, driven and deeply dishonest man, without any apparent conscience about what you were doing. Your behaviour in respect of the paternity of your child was deeply dishonest and willfully manipulative. D'Souza was ordered to repay £270,000 to the NHS in 2012. Highlighting D'Souza's prison sentence and the substantial amount of money he had to pay to the National Health Service, David Horsley, an anti-fraud investigator from NHS Protect, said this was a wake-up call to would-be criminals. The confiscation order of £270,000 should serve as a warning to anyone tempted to defraud the NHS that wherever appropriate... NHS Protect will not only seek criminal, civil and disciplinary sanctions, but will press for the recovery of any lost NHS funds. Even time behind bars and a confiscation order did not serve as a warning to Conrad D'Souza. In December 2016, he was back in Croydon Crown Court charged with fraud. Once again, he admitted to falsely representing his qualifications on multiple job applications to NHS services. Between August 2013 and June 2014, D'Souza had lied at least a dozen times on different applications for roles in the medical sector. David Horsley, who investigated D'Souza both times, commented... It seems that a 27-month custodial sentence in 2011, plus being ordered to repay the NHS £270,000 in 2012, was not a sufficient deterrent last time. I am hoping he has finally learned his lesson and starts being honest with any prospective employers. Conrad D'Souza was once again handed a prison sentence. This time, 17 months. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of They Walk Among Us is brought to you in association with Centair. Ever entered a seemingly perfect space only to feel like something was missing? That's where Centair comes in. With over three decades of experience, Centair leads the scent marketing industry, scenting resorts, retail outlets, event spaces and more, partnering with major brands like Westin Hotels and Snap Fitness. Chances are you've already encountered their fragrances firsthand, and now Centair is offering you a luxury fragrance experience in the comfort of your home. Visit Centair.com to explore their online store and infuse your spaces with unforgettable scents. Centair diffusers are sleek and fill your space with vivid fragrance for up to 300 hours. And the Centair app lets you schedule your fragrance and control your intensity right from your phone. What's more, all of Centair's more than 60 fragrances are phthalate-free, cruelty-free, safer families and EcoVad is certified sustainable. Differentiate your space with scent. Try luxury home fragrance trusted by the pros by going to centair.com and using promo code Among Us for an extra 25% off your first order. That's promo code Among Us for an extra 25% off your first order at centair.com. In 2015, another deceptive doctor was convicted of fraud. Levon Mkhitaryan, a 36-year-old Georgian-born American citizen, had been forbidden to practice by the General Medical Council despite qualifying as a doctor in the United Kingdom. Mkhitaryan impersonated another man who was allowed to practice, using forged bank statements and other documentation. For almost two years, he was able to work as a locum doctor at medical facilities including the William Harvey Hospital in Ashford, treating over 3,000 NHS patients. He pleaded guilty to 21 counts of fraud and one count of obtaining leave to stay in the UK by deception. At his sentencing hearing in Canterbury Crown Court... Mkhitaryan sobbed in the dock while Judge Adele Williams told him he had damaged confidence in the NHS. Judge Williams went on to say, In my judgment, you compromised and put in jeopardy the safety and welfare of sick and vulnerable people because you wanted to practice as a doctor and earn a living doing so. You wrongly believed, in my judgment, 
that you would cause no harm in doing so because you believed that you were properly qualified. The judge said that Mikatarian, who had been paid more than £85,000 by the NHS, had caused distress to the 3,363 patients he had treated. Judge Williams added, You behaved in an arrogant and calculating way because you would not come to terms with being struck off by the GMC and you believed you could continue to practice medicine. Levon Mkhitaryan was sentenced to six years in prison. Four years earlier, in April 2011, a woman named Florence Olay was sentenced to one year in prison for fraud. She claimed to have qualified as a doctor in Moscow, but when she moved to the UK she failed the English literacy exam that is required to work as a physician. Olay used a fake name to retake the exam and forged documents that would allow her to stay in the UK. A 61-year-old Nigerian lived in London, where her adult children all worked in high-paying professional jobs. She had been married and divorced three times, using different names and dates of birth. In October 2007, through an agency, Olay obtained employment at Cheshire and Wirral Partnership NHS Foundation Trust as a general adult psychiatry doctor. The five-month contract was worth £30,000. It was when Olay applied to work with South London and Maudsley NHS Trust in 2008 that her deception was discovered by someone in Human Resources and NHS Protect. At her trial at Inner London Crown Court... Florence Olay claimed that she had reverted to her maiden name to take the test because she believed her married name was cursed. Sentencing Olay to a year in prison, Judge Clive Millian told the defendant, You knew the documents were false, and you had obviously knowingly obtained them to maintain two identities, which you used to apply for registration as a doctor. The reasons are unclear but it must have been to profit in some way from the deception. It was probably to avoid the disadvantage of having failed several times the English proficiency tests required for registration in this country. Practicing as a doctor in the UK carries great responsibility. The system relies upon people to be honest and reliable. You have been shown to be neither. Many more cases of deceptive, unqualified medical practitioners have been reported. In May 2012, Hertfordshire resident Emma Randerson was suffering from anxiety and desperately searched the internet for someone to treat her. In her research, she came across a website for Dr. Josef Hoffman, a Cambridge-educated biophysicist with a PhD in quantum physics. Emma and her husband Philip reached out to Dr. Hoffman and he told them about a therapy he had developed that would remove toxic elements of trauma from their bodies using specialist massages and creams. 
The doctor said that the trauma would cause cancer, heart attacks or a stroke if it was not removed. Philip Randerson's father had been diagnosed with terminal cancer, so the couple were willing to try anything they could to better their health. The unorthodox treatments Hoffman offered included massages using clay from archaeological digs where dinosaur fossils had been found, a body wrap using excrement from lemongrass-fed snails, and a deep full-body massage with whale sperm. The prices for each massage were extremely expensive, ranging from £1,600 to £2,000. Emma Randerson recalled, He told us we would only be paying for the products that we used. He said he didn't charge for his time because this was a hobby to him. He said he was allowed to treat 10% of commoners. In return, we would pay 2% of the price of the product that we used and in return we would act as research for the government. Hoffman had told the couple that he was solely responsible for the Queen's well-being and said that he had access to special machines used by the Queen and Prince Philip. He also asserted that he had used stem cells to grow organs for the royal family. Other clients Hoffman claimed to have treated included actress Liz Hurley, then Home Secretary Theresa May, singer Robbie Williams, and anonymous street artist Banksy. Hoffman convinced the Randersons to have dozens of treatment sessions, and he even went so far as to diagnose Philip with pancreatic cancer. He claimed only he could treat it as a biopsy in a hospital would cause the cancer to spread. Understandably terrified at the diagnosis, Philip agreed to more treatments, and eventually after Philip provided a urine sample, Hoffman told him that the cancer was gone. After paying Hoffman over £97,000 over the course of a year, Emma and Philip Randerson began to suspect that Hoffman was exploiting them, so they decided to test their theory by asking him to analyse another urine sample. The sample had been taken from Philip's father, who had terminal cancer. When Hoffman said that he didn't detect any cancer... They realised he was lying and called the police. Hoffman was revealed to be 48-year-old Joseph Valadakis, who lived with his elderly mother in Tottenham. He was arrested in September 2013, and the police recovered almost £55,000 in cash and urine samples from more people than just the Randersons. Valadakis was brought to trial at St Albans Crown Court in April 2015, charged with three counts of fraud. He had conned another couple and one man and his mother out of £75,000. Prosecutor Anne Evans QC told the court, He called himself a doctor but he had no medical qualifications. Under this guise he not only took thousands of pounds of fees off these people, He also carried out highly questionable procedures which they would never have consented to if they had known the truth about him. Valadakis had refused to answer questions after his arrest, and in court he declined to speak about his alleged clients like the Queen, 
as he claimed he had signed the Official Secrets Act. Joseph Valadakis was found guilty of two counts of fraud in May 2015, and the following month he was sentenced to four years in prison. Sentencing Judge Mrs Justice Marie Catterson told Valadakis, You are a dishonest charlatan. You have no business telling any human being they did or they didn't have cancer. You are a devious and manipulative man. In an interview after the sentencing, investigating officer Detective Constable Delia Pilkington spoke about Valadakis and the lengths he went to. He is a fantasist. He created a fake identity and fake products and preyed on vulnerable members of society who had genuine concerns about their health. At no point did he take their feelings into account nor did it prey on his conscience that he was conning them out of vast sums of money, as well as the physical harm he caused to some of his clients. We are pleased with the sentence passed today. It highlights the severity of his crimes, and I hope it can bring some closure to the victims involved. While financial greed explains the majority of fraud cases... Some have a much darker motive. In August 2010, a woman in Sheffield called her local doctor's surgery to ask if Dr Evans was there. Staff at the medical centre did not recognise the name, and after being told that a man called Dr Evans had been making house calls, the police were alerted. The woman said that the doctor had given her a physical examination a few months earlier, and when he raised her clothing to touch her abdomen and put a stethoscope on her breast, she worried that he was not a real doctor. One month later, officers waited outside the woman's house for Dr Evans to arrive. When they confronted the man, he identified himself as 65-year-old civil servant Stuart Edwards. Edwards told the officers, You've got me. I'm not a real doctor. I've tried this before. The fake doctor was carrying a briefcase. When it was opened, investigators found medical questionnaires and equipment as well as a notebook containing the names and addresses of women in Sheffield. Next to the names, there were notes Edwards had added, such as a very tasty daughter in college, a very tasty wife. During police interviews, Edwards admitted he had been impersonating a doctor in Sheffield and Greater London since the late 1970s and said, I'm glad you've caught me. This would have gotten worse. Edwards had driven around Sheffield looking for females he was attracted to and would make a note of where they lived. He also looked through the electoral register at the library, specifically to find Asian families. He would knock on their door with his briefcase and tell them his name was Dr Evans, explaining he had been sent by the local health centre. The unwitting families let him in, not realising who he really was and allowed him to examine them. 
Edwards had visited some families for a decade and had even treated their children too. One 17-year-old victim had been seen by Edwards since he was seven. During some of the at least 20 visitations, the boy was in a state of undress if not entirely naked. Following his arrest, Stuart Edwards pleaded guilty to five counts of indecent assault, two counts of sexual assault on a child, one count of sexual assault on a male victim, two counts of sexual assault with two different female victims, and three counts of sexual activity with a child. The 13 charges related to incidents with three victims between 2000 and 2010. At his sentencing hearing at Sheffield Crown Court, the defendant was described by prosecutor Samantha Thompson, QC. Stuart Edwards led a double life. To most, he was a retired civil servant, a family man and an upstanding member of society, and to others he was their trusted GP. In reality, Edwards was a predatory offender who thrived on his ability to deceive. Edwards had claimed that his deception began after the birth of his second child, when his sex life with his wife came to a standstill. Judge Simon Lawler QC sentenced Stuart Edwards to four years in prison and handed down a sexual offences prevention order. So where are we now? According to the Crown Prosecution Service, 12 people were charged with impersonating a doctor under the Medical Act 1983 between 2006 and 2017. Since then, there have been several more cases, including Jolia Alemi, who forged a dementia patient's will in order to inherit an estate worth £1.3 million. Alemi used her position of power and trust as an NHS psychiatrist to take advantage of an 84-year-old woman who was grieving her husband's death. After being convicted of fraud and theft at Carlisle Crown Court in 2018, Alemi was sentenced to four years in prison. After her conviction, an investigation revealed that Alemi had been working as an NHS psychiatrist for two decades when she was not even qualified. She used fraudulent documentation from the University of Auckland in New Zealand to register with the General Medical Council. In February 2023, Jolia Alemi was found guilty of 13 counts of fraud two counts of falsifying medical qualifications, two counts of forgery, and three counts of deception. She was sentenced to seven years in prison at Manchester Crown Court. Specialist prosecutor Janice Wilde from the CPS Serious Economic Organised Crime and International Directorate stated... Lemmy used forged New Zealand medical qualifications to obtain employment as a UK NHS psychiatrist for 20 years. In doing so, she must have treated hundreds of patients when she was unqualified to do so, 
potentially putting them at risk. NHS Protect was disbanded in 2016. The NHS Counter-Fraud Authority now deals with financial crimes within the NHS. Thank you for listening, and special thanks to our patrons for their support. For more information on this episode, please see the show notes or visit our website, theywalkamonguspodcast.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.